This is the best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast. Part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the best of today's Sports Channel 8, the radio show. guy that will be at or at least watching both of those games because that's his job with the ACC Network. A former captain of the Columbia basketball team at Dallin Cuff on Twitter. D-A-L-E-N C-U-F-F from the ACC Network. He is Dallin Cuff. Dallin, what's going on, man? Not much. Good to be on. Uh, I'd like to say we're going to be at the games, but I, I don't I don't handle the programming plan. I don't know how that thing works out for us, but uh, we'll definitely be watching. If not there, we'll find I, out. I figure that the, the AC Network's going to have to do something special around Duke UNC. I mean, ESPN already goes all in with it. Now it just seems like an extra extension. What, but, yeah, whether or not they, they might have you in, like, a hangout room with <laughs> – you know, like football people or something. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what they'll have you doing. I would like to think we could go all in on basketball in this, but I, I, hey, I don't know. I don't make these decisions. All right, well, all right, speaking of, let's start right there. It, it is the first year of the AC Network, so we're, we're getting to know a lot of these folks and seeing them for the first time. Well, I want to start by saying the whole Sports Channel A crew joins me in saying this. We're not all in here. We're in, in here at different times on different days. But you are uh, quickly becoming, if not our favorite, one of our top ACC analysts, not only on the ACC network, but across the the ESPN family of networks. So keep up the great work that you are doing, talking hoops and and what you're doing. But I saw I you, Thank you out uh, filling in for Wes Durham, who never goes to his own show, never shows up for his own job, <laughs> with Mark Packer out at Glendale uh, for the Fiesta Bowl. So obviously being at the ACC network, every now and then you're going to have to cross over and just talk about whatever the big sporting event is that night. My question to you, Dallin Cuff, Who does a better job of faking talking about the sport that they didn't play? Is it the football guys trying to talk basketball? Because I've seen Eric McLean and EJ Manuel talking hoops. Or is it the basketball guys trying to talk football? Who crosses over better? That's a good question. I I would have to say football is a more complex game. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, those guys have to break it down to be layman's terms enough that we all can understand it. Because if you went to the All-22 and they're talking about – which. We had a good point. We're watching the game in the ACC, uh, or the CFP semifinal. I'm standing on the sidelines with EMAC and EJ, um, and I'm wondering, what are they, what are they seeing? Because when I watch a basketball game, most, like 99% of the fans are watching the ball. 
I'm hardly ever watching the ball. I'm looking at what's going on around off the ball, who's making what cut, who's handling what screen, where's the help side. So I wonder what they're looking at. Well, Emacs looking at the offensive line, no surprise. EJ's looking always at the safeties. First thing his eyes go to the safeties. Now, when we're going through a highlight, can he get into that? And he, can he give that to the crowd, or to, the, to, the, to the fans all the time? No, that's why you do those breakdown segments. So I'd say it's probably – it's harder – I would say it's harder for a, a football guy to talk basketball because basketball, I think you can get – it's a little more digestible. I think people recognize the pick and roll and how they're guarding the pick and roll. So to take it to another level, you might have to go a little deeper and have a little more knowledge, whereas when we're talking football, we can keep it kind of pretty high level and keep all the – all the folks with us because if we get down in the weeds we lose everybody so, it's, so i think it's a harder job to be a really good football analyst and make it simple for such a complex game uh we saw footage of the some of those football guys actually playing hoops have you gotten on the court with uh with any of those football <laughs> dudes do you dare play do you still play pickup no I'm, I'm retired i'll give you a quick story on that so it's 2011 i was playing in the new york league i'm not sure if it was the reebok league i think that was it but i um I'm running down there. It was a weird play. I'm coming back in. I saved the ball behind my back, out of bounds on the sideline. So I'm, it's sort of the end of a half. Okay. And we're up big in this game. I'm coming back across the grain. They, they, how I saved it went towards one hoop. They caught the ball. They were throwing it deep towards the hoop I was defending. Okay. So I came back into play like Troy Palomalo. I'm like, they are not scoring. Basically, I thought I got fouled. The refs <laughs> didn't call it. I was pissed. I came flying back across. But when I jumped to knock the ball away, I, from a guy, the offensive player that was coming down, a defender, my teammate was trailing. And my knee went up and smashed him in the face. Like when I jumped, my right leg went up. Oh. I slipped over him. I break my wrist. He's unconscious and bleeding from the mouth. Shoot. Uh, he, was, he was an entertainment lawyer. He was the guy bankrolling our team. He only played we were blowing teams out. We, I break his jaw. He's in the hospital for months. I break my wrist. Have no insurance because I just quit my job to try to be a broadcaster. And my wife, now, now, now my wife and girlfriend at the time is like, what, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, I probably should retire. And that was it. Hung that, it up. I've never day. played competitively again. Yeah, I've never played competitively again, and I never because I, I struggle to turn it off. I've only thing I've done is if you have, uh, I've done some charity events. We did some things in Boston Garden when I was working up there, and different like charity events I'll play in and just kind of go out, chuck some threes, and not guard anybody, which is kind of my mo anyway. And then, <laughs> uh, and then in terms of like shoot around, that's the time I really like. In between shoot arounds, you get out there and there's nobody in the gym. It's just you and a ball, and it's just like that's the stuff I really miss. So I'll get out there and shoot then, but that's it. I mean, those guys want me to come hoop. I'll, I might play two-on-two two just because I keep running their yaps, um, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see about that. But I've, I've been retired for nearly a decade now. Well, I'll take you and Spatola first. Even though you guys are undersized, I'll, I'll take you guys raining threes on McLean and Manuel. I think that's a good bet by you, by the way. I like I, it. I would, bet, I would bet my mortgage on that. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we got Dallin Cuff here. Hey, Dallin, this is Josh. Uh, we had to talk about basketball a little bit because we are a sports radio show, I guess. You look at the ACC standings right now, and it looks a lot like the Premier League standings. Kind of like four teams have kind of separated themselves, and then there's a bunch of arsenals in the middle. Um, so, uh, of, fired. Nice job. <laughs> so, out, outside of like, if we are kind of on January the 9th giving, you know, Duke, Louisville, Florida State, Virginia, like in that top four scenario, which of the arsenals in, in the middle, like, have that best chance of maybe, you know, joining them for in that? In that Four, five to six range. Well, I mean, in all honesty, if Arsenal ends up five to six, I might, I might celebrate. <laughs> year. Yeah, um, nobody's getting relegated but, uh, at least in yeah. the ACC. Well, at least you can in the ACC. But I'll tell you what, the Gunners are trying to in the Premier League. Um, <laughs> in, in terms of this league, I think it's just the top three. I think you take Virginia out of that, and it's not just because Virginia's lost last, or this past game against BC. I've been saying this for the last probably six weeks or so. 
it is Duke, Louisville, Florida State. And, and in the order, it's Duke, Florida State, Louisville in my mind in terms of the top three. And they are, there is a clear gap between everybody else. Um, in terms of anybody that's capable of getting up in there, I don't think there's anybody capable of, of competing with those three for a title. Can they beat them on any given night? Yeah. Um, if North Carolina State is fully healthy and actually commits to defending, they're a team that, will, that I think will, will, will make the tournament. Guys, we're talking about four, maybe five tournament teams right now. So, I mean, Virginia has a resume that can do it. I think they'll win enough games in the conference that they'll be the fourth team. The fifth team maybe NC State, maybe Virginia Tech. Uh, I don't think it's Notre Dame, but the people might throw them out there. It's, not, it's clearly a down year. So that, back, that middle in the back of the pack, it's, it's not maybe a bunch of Arsenal. Maybe it's a bunch of Bournemouths and, and Southamptons, if you will. It's <laughs> that, are, that, are, that are really struggling to find consistency, and they have some flaws that become evident in different game-to-game game, game game situations. So, if I'm picking a team to be that fifth team, if you will, to get into the tournament, again, I think the top three for the ACC are set. Virginia's that fourth team yep. that will get in, but it's not yep. capable of competing in the league for a title. It's probably NC State. But you need C.J. Bryce back fully healthy, um, and they need to commit defensively. We saw it last night. When the, when it, it, was, it wasn't even defense optional. It was defense I'm opting out uh, last <laughs> night for the first 30 minutes of that game. And then they decided to turn it around. Their offense helped their defense in terms of their energy and their focus. They started making some shots that helped them on the other end, helped them step their defense. And they just made it tougher for Notre Dame. Notre Dame was getting I mean, layups and rhythm threes. That's, that's how Notre Dame lives. Also, that's just how the analytics tell you. If you can play that way, you're going to win. And they were controlling the game. But once the Wolfpack kind of locked in, they got some stops. They started contesting the threes, having resistance at the basket. That changed the game, and they get a win at home that they had to have coming off a loss at Clemson that they really needed to have as well in terms of building their resume to be a tournament team. So that's the, that's the squad that I would say can, can raise up uh, to get in the mix. Virginia Tech, because they can shoot it so well. I, I, I love what Mike Young has done. Um, they're just so young. And what Bisabide has to be outstanding and smart and their leader night in, night out, like he was at, uh, the other game at Syracuse, O'Day at Syracuse. Um, I like what he's done in terms of their, their ability to maybe beat some teams because they can shoot it so well. Um, but it's, that's, that's probably the, the long and the short of it, because everybody else behind them is just – from night to night, I don't know what you're going to get. And I'm not sure the coaches know either. We are the show that crosses over English Premier League and ACC talk, and Dallin Cuff is the guy who can do it with us. Uh, he is a <laughs> retired pickup basketball player, former Columbia <laughs> basketball captain, sometimes football analyst for the ACC Network, but mostly does hoops now. Hey, since you went to Columbia, I know you once learned Portuguese just to cover the Olympics. Can you just tell us something to make us smarter in our day? Can you just give us? Can you just say something smart for us? That's, that's a lot of pressure. They're going to tell me to say something in Portuguese. That's easy. Uh, say something to make you smarter for the day. Yeah. Um, live up to or down to your expectations, fellas. If you expect great things and you go in prepared, you will achieve those great things. If you think you're going to go in unprepared and with a mindset below your expectation levels, you will achieve that. You will live down to those expectations. Dallin Cuff, making our day. That's, that's, that might be our new motto for the show. Clip that, Jonathan Rand. We're going to use that again. Uh, thank you so much. We might call you on you. Cite, hold on. you got to cite my pops. He said that to me since I was like three years old. <laughs> All right. Live up to or down to your expectations. I've had it ingrained in my mind, so I'm just passing that along. Live up to or down to your expectations from Dallin Cuff's father. Uh, we will call on you again uh, for the ACC hoop season and uh, let us know when you're in town and We'll, uh, we'll take you out to dinner or something here in Raleigh at, at a place hey. where you can't even get reservations. You've got to come through Sports Channel 8 to some of these places. So I like that. Raleigh's a great town, too. Anytime, fellas. I appreciate it. Hit us up, man. We'll talk to you soon. Dallin Cuff, ACC Network. Thank you, man. Thanks. Later. It's time for Saturday versus Sunday.
Chip Patterson of CBS Sports representing Saturday. He does not have a full college football slate, but he's got college basketball and maybe even some NFL playoffs should he choose to use them. What's going on Saturday, Chip? Saturday, you're going to get things started probably around like 10 a.m., all right? Okay. You fire up that Apple TV, that Roku device, and you turn it to CBS Sports HQ so you can see Chip Patterson (laughs) live from LSU Clemson Media Day. We're going to give you the best interviews. We're going to give you the best highlights, takes, picks, analysis. CBS Sports HQ, cbssportshq.com. Find it anywhere that you get it on your CBS Sports app. Chip Patterson may not win Saturday versus Sunday, but he doesn't care. He's getting his plugs in regardless. And that's not the only college football. No, you should definitely tune in to CBS Sports HQ and see our boy. For sure. But we also have the FCS National Championship Ooh. at noon Eastern time. All right, we'll take that. North Dakota State, the juggernaut going up against James Madison. Ooh. Can the Dukes be able to take down the Bison? It is uh, a situation where, you know, we do have like an Alabama for North Car- North Dakota State. But James mm. Madison is a very Clemson team in that they're always in the mix. They're always making a deep run. Uh, really high-level football on both sides. FCS National Championship at noon. Media Day coverage on CBS Sports HQ. Okay. Is Hold on. Is Everett Withers still the coach of James Madison? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I just I, I thought you would definitely know and say no. No, because he, he went from James Madison to Texas State, and ah. then from Texas State got fired. Ah. Replaced by Jake Spavital, Johnny Manziel's old quarterback coach. Uh, noon Eastern time. Let's go hoops. Ohio State at Indiana. No one wants to watch that, right? Mm-hmm. Over Ohio under State. of like one fifteen. Yeah. And then like the, the two guys that wanted each other's job. Yeah, like when Archie Miller's supposed to end up at Ohio <laughs> and Chris State. Holtman? Chris Holtman, yeah, to be at, like, wait a minute, what? Uh, all right. So, so maybe you want to tune into that. That's going to be your noon offering. I, I'm going to be very interested to see NC State hitting the road to play Virginia Tech. Good second half comeback last night. Markel Johnson, DJ Funderburk getting uh, hockey talk, getting stars for the game. And uh, as they go on to take a Hokies team that under Mike Young, we've seen at its best can take down a top 25 squad, right. but, you know, still capable of, if you put the clamps on them, Landers Nolly isn't going to be able to beat you in every way, shape, and form. Q1 opportunity for the Wolfpack. Um, I'm only, only mentioning it. Because omitting it would uh, rid me of the opportunity to clown it. But Syracuse-Virginia is the most unwatchable game that we're going to oh, have man. through we, the entire weekend. Are like, we, we going to get the double digit? The double digit over under? 99 <laughs> and <laughs> a half. Virginia's been scoring 60 their last couple days out. Like Vegas isn't going to put them under 100. But we'll see. But that's not the ACC game that's getting all of our attention. Oh, what are we watching Saturday? We're going to be tuning in to ACC Network Extra. Or I guess it would be a regional sports network. Probably. Probably somewhere local. Yeah. Probably Fox Sports Net. Will the streak continue? (laughs) Clemson at North Carolina. Hey, at least there's drama. Also, I don't know if you knew this, but Roy Williams could pass Dean Smith uh, for all-time wins in that game. It's weird. I think that someone told me that before the last two games. Uh, Yeah, yeah, they did. Okay, so he had that opportunity against Georgia Tech. Yes, yeah. He had the opportunity against Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, tied him against Yale. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, and... uh, and now trying to pass him against a team that has capital N never won in Chapel Hill. There's not many of those. So, before the Clemson North Carolina football game, I told y'all that I I was out. Um, we've got a we've, this is very posh. We've got a steak club, steak of the month club that meets together. <laughs> wow. Whoa! 
Uh, Forget the rest of the segment. <laughs> we got to talk about the steak. Do you guys? Is it at restaurants? Or, yes. Or, okay. Yeah, it's not preparing a steak to try and outdo gotcha. one another. It's more about getting together. And you know, we've we've done the Vinnies, we've done the Peddler, Ooh, we've done Ray's and Carrie, wow. like. Uh, we've you, done the Oak downtown. Done that. Um, Have you started to Stanberry? like Stanberry? Not yet. Ooh. Stanberry does a good steak, even if they're not. We've a done steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse. Well, yeah, I mean you have, have to, to. naturally. So it was I mean, at, at Outback Steakhouse. I, I sit there and I say, "All right, guys, if beating Clemson this weekend in football means that you give up the streak, would you take it?" And almost everyone around the table, except for one person. Was like, nope, I want to keep the basketball streak alive. And that was the karmic reason that Sam Howell didn't get the two point conversion. Right, 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 you know, right. they are, it is their fault and everybody else no, I think a lot that of did UNC not fans were like want that. to trade the streak for a win against the number one team in the country. Right. You know, never mind, it would change your football program forever. But that's, you know, that's okay. <laughs> like, Iowa State still celebrates beating Oklahoma State, even sure. though it happened eight years ago. Well, now, what's going to happen? Because the pressure's on Clemson. So Clemson fans are being asked, would you rather in the streak, in the streak or, or win, win the, the national, national championship? There's no question there, right? There's no question you gotta there. You've got to take the national title. From take the, the net. Yeah, especially from the uh, Clemson football fans' perspective. But the streak will end at some point. This this streak is, uh, is the perfect representation of everything that's going on within the North Carolina basketball because just when a North Carolina basketball fan thought it could not get any worse, right. like – we played the are they still going to make the NCAA tournament game, what, two losses ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so now you're starting to actually compare it to 8-20. and 20. Yeah. You're starting to actually like run through in your head what this might look like. A loss to Clemson, I think that from a morale, not for the team, I can't take the temperature of the team, but from the fan base, a loss to Clemson is going to send this morale down into a tailspin. There'll be a, there's going to be a lot of drama uh, surrounding that one. Thank goodness Matt Rule just blitzed the press conference like sixty three to nothing. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that. I I, I had the Panthers at two, starting the season at two and zero after the press conference. So just two wins just for the press conference. All right, so that is our Saturday. No, 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 no. Oh, we, we, we got have, more. We haven't even gotten to the NFL playoffs. There's more. Yeah, our, our NFL playoff offerings include Vikings and 49ers on NBC. I don't love that matchup, but the I guess the intrigue is who's going to play the eventual NFC champion in the NFC championship game. You know, right, so right, you're just right. kind of like, ah, well, we'll see what happens here. Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo, good luck against Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and then our evening one on CBS, cbssports.com, and uh, anywhere you can get it. Titans against the Ravens. You know, Derrick Henry, Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson always must see TV, especially when it's on CBS. And then, uh, in the words of Kendrick Lamar, you want to see a dead body? <laughs> Wake Forest is playing Duke in the nightcap. <laughs> Hey, Wake Forest had won three in a row to last night. Yeah, they're night. pretty good. Um, <laughs> State's like, come on, they're, they're, they're almost a quad one win for us. <laughs> they're pretty good. It was a road win. Uh, all right, that is Saturday. It's a strong slate. Now it's time to look at Sunday. Goodson, what's happening on Sunday? 9 a.m. Going to get started. He actually missed uh, Tottenham-Liverpool. Swain versus the Weather Moose. Ooh, that's a, that. That it's an inner sports channel eight rivalry yeah. that I can't. I can't dip my toe in there. Mm, so That'll be big. You, get, you have to count that into effect. Except for uh, Liverpool is just going to take out everyone, right? That's all I hear is Liverpool's good and Tottenham's and not. And Spurs suck. Yeah, yep. yeah. But nine a.m. 
We have a relegation battle in the Premier League. Mm. Two of the bottom feeders play each other. Somebody called Dallin Cuff. Bournemouth and Watford get you started on NBC Sports Network. And is loser out? No, not it's yet. Not but they're there? both but they're both in rele- relegation zone, and any the, both of these teams need a point. Yeah. So you want to watch two terrible teams battle out? There you, you go. UNC Clemson. Oh, oh, oh. No, sorry. No. Three o'clock. Texans and Chiefs. Not That's a terrible game. I, I was going to say at 1 o'clock and 12 o'clock, there's Big Ten games, but there are a bunch of trash Big Ten games. Like Michigan, Minnesota, gross. Michigan State, Purdue, gross. Take a little break after watching soccer. Texans, Chiefs at 3 o'clock. 4 o'clock, get your second screen out. The best team in basketball. The perfect team in basketball. The NC State, State women, women. On the road at Notre Dame. Uh, oh, But Notre Dame is that. Not good this year in women's hoops. Not good at all or just not good They're for Notre Dame? They're not good. Oh, so like legit not good. Legit not good. 4 o'clock is that game. 6 p.m. Duke gave this guy a shout-out last night, the Duke men's basketball count. Gave a shout-out to Jeff Capel. His Pitt Panthers take their Panther party down to Miami. I wonder why Duke was shouting out uh, Jeff Capel last night. Just because he signed an extension and oh, yeah, he yeah. got a road win? It was around 9 o'clock. Yeah. Weird they a, didn't they have a game to worry about themselves? Yeah, yeah interesting. So, so to be fair, like to put yourself in the shoes of the account and the human beings that run it, you're sitting there, you're waiting for the game to start, you see the result, you're a little no. antsy, oh. your your Twitter fingers already <laughs> like warmed up, you're three coffees into the night. Hundred like, percent. Yeah, no, I, I love. I feel like that's the best of Twitter is brands kind of poking at each other a little bit when it's fun. Yeah, uh, and then ultimately like, well. I don't know if Duke and Carolina basketball accounts would ever do this for each other, but like, you know, kind of keeping it for each other when it's sure. when it's like ACC, you know, whatever. Pit Miami at six, six forty. Did you just say Pit Miami at six? Yeah. Gross. I'm telling you, <laughs> Saturday was so much better than Sunday, and I'm trying. Six forty. Russell Wilson, the twelves, my twelves on the road at our late. twelves. No, you don't count. <laughs> God. You don't count on the road at the Packers at six forty for the for the last divisional round playoff of the week playoff round of the weekend. Eight PM Hornets Suns. No, oh, trying trying to win me over. <laughs> That's really hard. And then if you're really 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 needing some more sports to finish out the weekend, primetime golf is always good. They're oh. over there in Hawaii. Oof. Final round of the Sony Open. Is Tiger playing? No, uh. he's back in. He just announced he's back in two weeks. When does NC State play this weekend? Basketball men. Saturday. Oh, oh, you had that one too? Virginia Tech. Did you oh, literally right. not Black listen? No, I did. There was just a lot. It was a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Saturday wins. It. Uh, it's a slam 100%. dunk. 100%. Right. <laughs> I realize that you guys goodness, will actually probably watch four hours of Seahawks football on Sunday. Yes. And that'll be the most sports you watch this weekend, although you, you could probably catch two hours of NC State. But between Lamar Jackson – and I'll throw Travis Henry in there as well. And then the drama of the streak. Tra- Travis and Derek are playing. Travis Henry. Oh, fine. Now I feel bad because Chip was going to let it hey, go. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll throw this one. Uh, if you want a good laugh, and I'm this is uh, signing a research topic because this is the Titans against the Ravens. Two former Alabama running back Heisman Trophy winners, Mark Ingram and mm. Derek Henry, look up. Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry coin toss because Mark Henry, not Mark Henry, uh, Mark, Mark Ingram. <laughs> sexual yeah, chocolate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Mark, got you, didn't I? Mark, Mark Ingram was the honorary captain at the national championship when Derrick Henry was a captain. And little Mark little Mark Ingram next to big Derrick Henry looks like, 
uh, a massive difference in size. A child and a grown man. Interesting. And so watch mm. what they don't play against each other. Both playing running back, but. Fun little connection. Was Travis Henry there, too? Travis Henry was not. Mark Henry. <laughs> Travis Henry a running back? Travis Homer? No, I think there's a Travis Henry. I mean, I know I'm saying, I, <laughs> I, know, I realize I'm talking about Derrick Henry and it's wrong, but I think there was a Travis Henry running back. Sure. I even want to say, we're going to find you this play out. for Florida? I was going to say Tennessee, hmm. but uh, but it might be Florida. We're finding You're this right out. on Woo! Tennessee. Correct. Nice job. The Titans. And, and that, yeah, and he played for the Titans. Hey, so you know, so not, you know that, but you don't know like a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of Swiss cheese brain, man. Hey, There's a and, lot of holes in here. And when you include Marcus Mariota and Lamar Jackson, I think we've got four Heisman Trophy winners mm. in that game. Well, Mariota's not going to play those. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll see. You, we'll that's see. true. All right, we mentioned this earlier in the show, and we've been getting some feedback on Twitter as well. Um, Dick Vitale, <laughs> national treasure, certainly uh, revered here in college basketball land. Now, you may be annoyed by him. Some people like certain analysts and not others. Some people love certain analysts. I sort of grew up with him, so while, yes, I can see him to be a bit sticky at times, he has his go-to phrases and sayings and even like points of conversation that he'll just go into. Um, but I think ESPN has done a good job of recognizing he's not at the top of his game where he once was, so he maybe shouldn't be their lead broadcaster, but that he's still a gym and very much brings enough to the table to make him worthy of being on broadcast. So I like how they use him in college basketball. And then again, if nothing else, he is exceedingly nice and does a ton of for the Jimmy Fee Foundation and other charities. That makes him very hard to just say, oh, he's bad or right. you know, wh- whatever. It makes him harder to hate. Again, I have nothing against you if you choose to not like his uh, his style of broadcasting. He's also one of the, and I, and I don't mean this in any irreverent way, but like he's one of the old dudes on Twitter. There's <laughs> many people in the game who've like, I'm not messing with Twitter. Um, and at times it's been, you know, he'll randomly talk about what concert he's at. He'll be like, Bon Jovi's still the greatest, baby. You know, and, and he'll have he'll have opinions on random things. But again, so oftentimes he's hyping up a good cause or something good that, that you just roll with it. But the other night, he had a tweet that caught people's eye for its, random. how do we say, it's, its juxtaposition yeah. of two topics that seemingly did not belong in the same tweet. Sure. And it was... Like many, I've been following the news involving the attacks on al-Assad bases in Iraq and Iran. Also, I've been checking the hoops news and four teams should get a tip of the hat. (laughs) Rutgers, Providence, Maryland, Boston College. They had wins over Penn State, Marquette, Ohio State, and yes, Virginia. So it just seemed like an odd, uh, you know, two things to place next to each other in a tweet. So we started imagining and asking you to imagine what might be some fourth coming tweets from Dick Vitale. <laughs> so right now we present to you Dick Vitale tweets. Oh yeah, that's the theme music. And guys, we I'm going to insist that we do this in Dick Vitale voice. Okay. All right, we The ready? first half you do a normal and then you uh, no. Well, no, no, no. I think you got to go all okay. Dick Vitale voice. All right, I'll, I'll, I ease into it on the original. I'll give this a whirl. Cuz part of it will be us just doing bad Dick Vitale impersonations. Okay. First one's from Stuart on Twitter. Like many of you, I have been following the awful fires in Australia and have many thoughts on their climate implications. 
Speaking of climates, it went from cold to very hot for that not-so-diaper-dandy Markel Johnson of the Wolfpack, baby. Oh, <laughs> the high-riser! Up, up, so, and away! The elevator, man! Australia fires. Vital tweets. We ready? Yeah. Still digesting the... Let me try that again. Still digesting the news that the PTP or Commander-in-Chief Donald Trump knocked off Iran's Qasem Soleimani. Also, still can't believe all the number ones that have been knocked off this season. Kansas, Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky, and yes, the Mac attack, Chris Mack and the Louisville Cardinals. But Gonzaga's not giving up the number one swap, baby. Oh, awesome baby with a cap of the leg. Like many, I have been following... <laughs> Like many, I have been following the impeachment proceedings. Also, I've been checking out Duke, and that defense is just obstructive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Um, oh, we got any more good ones from Twitter? Good uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like many, I've been following Sports Channel 8 sounding the siren at the Canes game. Speaking of red lights, how about Sweaty Mark Allen Boots Funderburg last night at PNC, baby? Unbelievable. Fantastic. You want diaper dandies? Like, <laughs> go for it. I, this is, like many, I have been following the climate disaster in Australia. Also, I've been checking out hoops, and Cassius Winston is on fire, baby! Unbelievable! Super, Chip, super, Chip super Dicky V almost sounds like starting off like a Trump impersonation. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, it's, no. Trump, Trump. It's, it's, it's Bernie. It's, it's Bernie. Larry David it's doing Larry Bernie. Larry David okay. doing Bernie. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Ricky Gervais was spicy at the Golden Globes, baby. But my best performance by leading male nominees are always Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski, Michelangelo, <laughs> Dean Smith, the General, Robert Montgomery Knight, and yes, a dark horse, Rolly Massimino, baby. Those are my leading men. Hello, the high rise. I tell you, Rolly Massimino, a one-of-a-kind fella. <laughs> And let me tell you, I, I could beat him with my with one good eye. I could beat him in tennis. I only got one eye. I could beat Rolly Massimino in tennis. Now we're going Rodney Dangerfield a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my what, wife, I tell you. What's what's better, the actual tweets or us doing bad impersonations? <laughs> yes. Right, you, you got another one? Like many, I've been following the potential negative effects of vaping on the respiratory health <laughs> of our precious and vulnerable young people. Also, I've been checking out hoops, and, and the Charlotte Hornets offense with Graham and Rozier isn't surprisingly delightful so far. What? That's right. It is super scintillating. Right. I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Dick Vitale does pay attention to local stories. You oh, know, he, like, he does. like he's, oh, yeah. he's you know, North Carolina, Duke, NC State. He loves the triangle, loves triangle hoops. So he stays abreast of local news. <laughs> like many, I have been following... The arrest of the pantsless prowler in Clayton, North Carolina. <laughs> also, I've been checking out hoops, and the North Carolina Tar Heels are looking like fools with their pants on the ground. <laughs> Dickie V tweets, getting it done. Although you got you to watch out, stepping on, uh, stepping on weather Weatherman's territory down in Clayton County. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we might get something about the Johnson County School Board. Mm. Um, all right, hit us up if you have more. There's one more. Oh, you got one uh, more? Yeah, there was one more. All right. Finish it out uh, for us. I'm sorry, let me... Dick Vitale tweets, baby. Let me find... Uh, oh. Like many, I've been following the crash of the 737. Also, I've been checking hoops, and UNC is crashing in part because Armando Baycott has only made seven free throws and has 37 points in conference play. That is why they lose to Pitt, Georgia Tech, and Wofford, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, I will say... 
he doesn't he doesn't normally have those kind of stats on deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit. He's he's, he's name checking big name teams and it's, coaches. It's more the flow. Maybe, you know, he's more yeah. about the feel of the game. Yes, absolutely. Uh, very good point. Yeah, like, the general Robert like, Montgomery. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. Michelangelo, Dean Smith, and, and the ge- general Robert Montgomery Knight. Um, <laughs> like, it catch Dick Vitale out there dropping Ken Palm rankings, and I yeah. would be floored. Yeah. I'm trying to – does Jim Beheim have a, uh, a nickname? I can't remember what he calls him. No, I think it was Denny. just – Michelangelo. Michael, now, do you used to have a couple other nicknames for coaches. Michelangelo, Dean Smith, the general Robert Montgomery Knight. I can't, I can't remember. There's, there's you want some... diaper dandies? I'll give you diaper dandies. Uh, hit us up at Sports Channel 8 with your woke Dick Fontaine. It's not even woke. It's, uh, it's uh, um, I don't know, current Dick Vitale? Current, current events? Updated Dick Vitale? Maybe. Newsy Dick Vitale? Yeah. It's also, uh, you've talked to Dickie V on the phone, right? Yeah. It's. <laughs> I'm not saying he, he plays a character or plays up his demeanor his voice sounds a little bit different yeah when he you could, ca- when he calls in and he might do you know you might be prepping him like we'll be yeah, on in yeah, three yeah. minutes it looked f- i remember the first time i i called him he answers he's like hello this is dick like <laughs> it was just like i just remember he was always like this is espn right the, the, like i'm on an espn oh, yeah, station yeah. right I mean, yeah yeah you're good you're good that was always he was always worried because i mean you know yeah. at his age he's, he's agreeing to he's agreeing to do a lot of things and then wanted to make sure that everything's cool with his employer so and it used to be this was always the, the craziest pairing for me do you remember who used to be his like schwabby yeah remember stump the schwab that yeah. show schwab was like his handler like part of schwab's <laughs> job he was like research guy and also Dick Vitale PR dude. Wow. Like Vi- Vitale was so requested and did so many like things. And they kind of needed somebody to help guide yeah, him. Yeah, you would go through <coughs> Schwab to get So you'd be at the, the NC tournament and Schwab would just be sitting there. Which always felt weird because it was like after his show was canceled. So he just like, it was like, oh, you dude, you rose from being just like research dude all the way up to getting your own show on ESPN. And now and you're you booking. fell back yeah. to just being a research guy again. And then also booking Dick Vitale stuff. Probably because they... Gave you a too big a contract because of the TV show. Um, those are Dick Vitale tweets. Um, a couple of things I want to ask Chip Patterson before he gets out of town for New Orleans. One, we talked to you about Matt Rule before he was hired when mm-hmm. he was merely a Panthers coaching candidate. Now he's the Panthers head coach. Um, you saw the press conference yesterday. Yep. Are you all in on uh, Matt Rule being a good hire? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it is so exciting when competent head coaches – you know, move to the next level, and then I get to hear all of the. Or it have it's the same thing as the NFL draft. Where did you guys know Lamar Jackson's good? <laughs> like, you know, like, like they're people are going to be writing columns next year about how Matt Rule has all these uh, unique methods to motivate and all the uh, these game planning techniques. And in the draft, he's going to get a big spotlight, and none of it will be a surprise. So I'm. I'm rooting for Matt Rule, not as the Carolina Panthers coach, but as Matt Rule, because I just I'm fascinated sure. to see how it goes. Um, and, all right, are you? Is there any worry that the unique, uh, what you say, ways of motivating, unique methods of motivation, yeah. uh, are more effective at the collegiate level than the NFL level, where guys may have different motivations as the, as business guys, as family men. It's a different you know audience. Is that uh, Nick Saban is a competent coach and sure. did not. Make although some people argue if he had stayed a little bit longer, maybe he did have the Dolphins uh, turning around. But we've seen guys who would be deemed competent coaches who haven't gotten it done on the NFL level. Right? Um, 
I guess uh, I'm not. I mean, Mike, to summarize Ver- but like why Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel came from the Ohio State staff. Yeah, is he a college coach? Right. You know, he he doesn't get grouped in with Saban and Spurrier. True. You know, is uh, is Bill O'Brien like Bill O'Brien might not be like in the best position right now at the Houston Tex- Texans, but uh, what do you mean? He's, he's in the playoffs. Well, sec- yeah, he's playing in the, the division, second week of the playoffs. Week in the playoffs doing but pretty darn good. He came from Penn State, and he doesn't often get associated with that. I do think Matt Rule eventually will be thought of more like that, where you're a pro coach who happened to get your start in college. But let Matt Rule get a young team and turn this thing into, like, grad school with Coach Rule. Like, the same sort of teaching and development that he was able to lead at both Temple and Baylor in terms of uh, making players better. I think that so many um, NFL players, when they arrive at, at 20, 21, 22 years old, still have a lot of work that's left to do in order to become the kind of player that's going to last in the NFL for a long time. And so as I played it out in my head, you know, you don't have to have all young players, but if you have older leaders that are also willing to buy into this, like teaching, learning, continuing to grow, that's that's an outcome where I could see a really, really um, easy group to root for, a fun group that's going to be trying to do everything they can uh, to continue to improve because you don't just stop at the age of 22 learning the the details of what it takes to be great at football. And that's Matt Rule's thing. You know, as he's come up and coaching at all these different positions, he's not an X's and O's guy. He's like a technique guy. He's the kind of guy that wants to sit down with the offensive linemen and talk about, you know, which pad you punch on a certain play. And teaching those very, like, specifics and fundamentals, that sounds like something that he's really going to focus on. So I'm I'm interested to see how it goes. All right, I'm curious. I thought his press conference sounded a little collegiate to me, which gave me some pause. Um, but he's obviously a smart guy, talented, hardworking. Those are usually things that uh, lead to success. So, Do you think he's going to keep Cam? That's that's a big question. I almost had, but we're kind of running low on time. I was going to pose that to you. Like, will you judge him at all based on what the team does with Cam? Because obviously he's going to have some influence, but obviously uh, David Tepper seems pretty involved in the team. So ultimately that's, uh, you would guess that he's got the heaviest vote, but is also going to listen to his coach and Marty Herney and whoever else becomes the co-GM or whatever. Um, but I don't know. Darren Gantz writing headlines to sort of, Flare, send up the they're not committing to Cam right rumors, um, but I I'm going to be sad if they if they don't have Cam. But then if they have Cam, I'm going to be sad if it doesn't work out because then that'll mean that's kind of the, the last franchise few years of Cam is, yeah that I, ends ends with that. I can't take credit for this. Um, over at the Wolfpacker, JC brought this up. He's like he might be bringing home a a, a guy with him, a pack pro, bringing home a guy with him. Jalen McClendon coached him at Baylor. Okay. A cam replacement. Jalen McClendon, Carolina Panthers starting quarterback. I don't even know who that is. He played quarterback at NC State. Mm, no, he, he really didn't know. <laughs> no, he was he was the Notre Dame hurricane game quarterback. Okay. I, I don't see that happening. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I, I'm, I'm going to say that that, that might he's not be. He's from Charlotte. Oh, 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 he's bringing him as an offensive analyst. Got it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's going to look great wearing the Panthers ball cap yep. and uh, breaking down film. I want to bring his own guys in there. We'll see. We'll see. Probably All right. Not. In the few minutes we have remaining, we have just enough time to decide if things are overrated, underrated, or properly rightly rated. It's rightly rated. <laughs> First up on rightly rated, Royals. Hmm. Are Royals overrated, underrated, or rightly rated? Prince Harry and Meghan Markle think being a Royal is overrated. 
They're like taking a step back. I, I, I'm confused by the language of this. Are they giving up their royal ship? They want to live in North America some. They're still going to obviously support the queen. And then they also said that they want to become financially independent, which I'm like, <laughs> how do you? Same. How do you how do you really become financial? Like you you ain't starting from zero, right? I mean, you may be able to make some good investments that you claim are oh, yours. They, no, this is their year zero. No, they're telling billionaires we're for sale. Do you want do you want to invest exactly. in, in all I of mean, these nonprofits and charities? Like we are out here I've, taking your money. I think when it comes to royal families, society is just happy with just give lots of your billions away and we'll be show us the charitable work you're right. doing. You don't have to try and convince me that you've earned your own money, person who was born into royal family. But in general, are the royals overrated, underrated, or rightly rated? Josh Goodson. Kansas City Royals. Oh. Super overrated. Overrated. They should be yeah. contracted. The yes. song by uh what's her face? Lord. Underrated. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Chip Patterson. Royals overrated. We fought a war to get out of palace <laughs> intrigue, and now we're still checking up on them? Yep. I think all the palace intrigue that still continues hundreds of years after blood was shed for us to take our ties away from England is like checking in on your exes to see who they're dating yeah, now. Definitely. And I think Ooh. that is scrub behavior, and so I think that this is overrated. <laughs> That's a fantastic answer. All right, next up, actually, final one for overrated, underrated, or... Overrated, underrated, or rightly, rightly rated. rated. Yeah. Waffle House. Oh. This comes up because oh. for a fantasy football punishment, somebody who lost their league had to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House, of which he could decrease an hour every time he ate a waffle. He ended oh. up eating 12 waffles, so he only stayed at Waffle House for 12 hours. <laughs> that brings up two questions. Is Waffle House overrated, underrated, or rightly rated? And what's the best fantasy football loser bet you've ever seen. I hate. I don't know if you want to bring that up because then Jonathan Ram will want to talk no, about his true. fantasy that's football true. team. Waffle true. House is underrated. Absolutely, it's underrated. Right, rightly rated, best uh, fantasy punishment is we've got a relegation. We have an A-league with 14 teams and a relegation league with, with six teams. So in this 20-team body that is that started in 2003 at Broughton, uh, so people like, get booted. Two teams get booted low, and two teams get pulled up at the end of each season. Very interesting. I'll take that. The best fantasy one that I ever saw live was the guy at the U.S. Open. It was like a grown man walking around in Ricky Fowler gear, like all dressed up. And we were making fun of him, maybe even on the show or somewhere, and then somebody or on Twitter. And somebody was like, yo, that's my boy. He lost in fantasy football. He had to do that. Sports Channel 8. We'll wrap up the show wrap up the week tomorrow learn how to talk too maybe sometimes we out you've been listening to the best of sports channel 8 the radio show podcast don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL sports fan app and you can also subscribe for free at apple podcasts google play google podcasts Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also drops every weekday at noon. Thanks again for listening to the Best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast.